Welcome to Featured Insights, presented by Caroline Economic Development. I'm your host, Debbie Bowden. This podcast is for all size businesses in Caroline County and the Eastern Shore of Maryland to learn from experts at the local, state, and national level. We hope that you gain insights that can help your business run more effectively. have with me today, Sarah Rich, President and CEO of Chop Tank Community Health. Um, we're just going to refer to it from now on as Chop Tank, although that stands for a lot of things in Caroline County. Uh, but so that we can have more information going out there, we'll say Chop Tank. So thank you for joining me today. Um, this is a little unusual. So we are going to not necessarily talk about Chop Tank and health, but we're going to talk about Chop Tank as an employer mm-hmm. and some of the struggles that you're seeing in bringing in the work force to do what your mission is, which Mm -hmm. is to make sure that people in Caroline County and the surrounding counties Mm -hmm. um, have access to health care. So I'll ask you to formally introduce yourself. And then we'll just start talking about some of those challenges you're seeing at all levels of mm-hmm. uh, for your employment. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for having me, Debbie. It's really an honor to be able to share information with uh, the community where we work um, and give them some perspective on what's happening with workforce. So uh, Sarah Rich, Chop Tank Community Health, Chop Tank, and you're absolutely right with our mission Um guiding everything that we do, it really does help us focus in. So we wanting to provide that access to exceptional, comprehensive, and integrated healthcare for all. And so in order to do that, we have to have a highly trained workforce uh, in place because there's a lot of pieces that are very important throughout a medical, dental, and behavioral health visit when you're thinking about um, safety, infection control, um, follow-up. So there's a lot of pieces that go into that. Um, Customer service. Oh, gosh, absolutely. That's, that starts from the beginning, right? Um, from the time the patient calls us or perhaps they're accessing us online through a portal. So customer service is really critical um, to having people come back, having people trust us. Right. You know, certainly when you're going in to see a medical dental behavioral health provider, your anxiety could potentially be That's right. high. And so the way that we interact with our patients is really important to bring that down because then our patients are more likely to follow up with a lot of the um, recommendations and um, healthcare guidelines that our team is giving to them. Right. So despite what happened in COVID, and we're Mm -hmm. not really going to, you know, we're three years away from that, almost four, but that changed the dynamic of the relationship between a patient and a provider. Mm -hmm. And you, Chop Tank got through that, but it's come back to where it is that person. So you need somebody, even if it's through a virtual you still need somebody on the other side of the screen. So, you know, you let's kind of set the stage, uh, talk about what Chop Tank is as far as it's a federally qualified sure. health center. Give some of the um, different types of employees that you have and providers that you have. So we understand, the listeners can understand that you're talking everything from somebody who's there to greet that anxious client, that anxious patient, a child, um, all the way up to high level skill of uh, physician or, or medical and dental. So um, yeah, let's first let's kind of set the stage of what Chop Tank is okay. and how it relates to the community and where you serve also. Absolutely. Um, so uh, before Chop Tank, there was a lot of 
uh, community advocates across the country who were wanting to improve access to care, especially in rural areas, underserved areas. And this was in the 1960s. So the first oh, federally qualified, okay. yeah, the first federally qualified health center opened in 1965 in Mississippi. Oh, wow. um, and then there was more traction at the federal level um, to invest in community health centers. And what I think is so neat about Chop Tank is that we had that same history. We had a group of committed residents here in Caroline County who worked hard to bring a community health center oh, to the neat. area. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that neat? I did not know that <laughs> history. Thank yeah, you for sharing that. Yeah. So we opened our first health center in 1980 in okay. Goldsboro. And so we've been around for more than 40 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've just expanded as um, time has gone on. We are now in five counties. So okay. we have the three sites here in Caroline County in Denton, Federalsburg, Goldsboro. Uh, when we go to Dorchester County, we have a location in Cambridge. Uh, Talbot County, we have a location in Easton and St. Michael's. And up in Kent County, we've opened our newest office in Chestertown. Oh, wow. So Queen Anne's County, we do have some school-based health centers, and we can and talk a little bit more about those. But we've yeah. been able to expand, again, thinking about that mission to provide access. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so and so you mentioned the school base. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of parents probably realize it or they don't understand the Chop Tank brand is behind that. Right. But just give quickly what that means. School based health care. Oh, school-based healthcare is just wonderful. Um, as a mother, <laughs> I have utilized it for my kids, our school-based health centers, and our school-based dental program over the years. And so you can think of it as almost an urgent care, having the doctor's office right at school. Oh, it's wow. maybe a little bit different from what we remember when we were in school. Sure. Um, but you have a medical provider on site, typically a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant who can diagnose and treat. Oh. And we can do lab testing right there in the school, oh, wow. send the medication to the pharmacy, and it is connected to our overall electronic health record at Chop Tank. So if your child is a primary care patient at one of our Chop Tank health locations, the provider in the school-based health center also does see that record. So that continuity is there if they're being taken care of in the schools. Wow. Okay. So some things that I've taken away already that may not be necessarily connected to healthcare is customer service mm -hmm. and then continuity of care. Yes. It, it, that has a completely different technical term mm -hmm. in some places, but just making sure as a patient, if I have children, that they are going to be able to get the care they, they need. So let's then focus and shift the conversation then. How do you staff all of that? That's vast for, you know, for an organization that's been around for a long time, which kudos on that. You know, any business that mm -hmm. survives for multiple decades is successful. But this new dynamic of this labor market and with the skills that are required for the folks that help your patients, just in general, what, what kind of issues are you having or what kind of su successes yeah. are you having? Well, so to put it into context, we take care of about 30,000 patients a year across the midshore. Wow. So that, that lets you know that we have a lot of people behind that providing the care. Wow. Um, so about at this time, we have about 280 staff members. Goodness sakes. So definitely over the years have, have grown. Um, in terms of workforce and recruitment, um, you know, we're experiencing the same challenges that other healthcare systems are experiencing, other industries are experiencing. 
insane. And so what we think about is what do we do different? How okay. do we potentially break the jobs up, if you will, that we have um, to spread them out. For example, uh, medical assistants and dental assistants are two positions that are really critical in our ability to provide care. Right. They they help our providers and care teams. They do a lot of the intake and check-in for the patients, um, go through their history, et cetera. So when the provider comes in the room, all of that is ready uh, and they can do what they need to do in right. terms of an exam and uh, addressing all of those issues potential with the patient. And so we require for our medical and dental assistants to be certified or licensed. So you can get that certification through our partners at Chesapeake College. Okay. Um, and there was a time where we weren't seeing a lot of those certified um, applicants come in. So we thought, again, what can we do different? Sure. And so we've created more of a career path. Okay. That you can frame it that way sure. for the medical assistants and dental assistants. So there's an entry level. A medical assistant, which is called a patient care technician, and the same thing on the dental assistant, a dental assistant one. And so these positions are, again, entry level. Um, their responsibilities revolve around, you know, helping throughout the day, um, 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 taking things to the exam room, checking, right. bringing the patients back, cleaning the rooms, really ensuring that the operation is functioning well. So gotcha. not as much interaction with patients, mm -hmm. um, but then that's where the next level comes in. And so to even go a step further with that, all right, we've got some of these entry-level patient care techs and DA1s. How do we bring them up sure. to the certified or licensed category that we need to, uh, again, continue to support the entire care team? Um, so we do have a partnership with Chesapeake College uh, where we support employees who want to move forward with okay. becoming a certified medical assistant or licensed dental assistant. So after they've been with us for three months, they can Oh, wow, that. that's a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep, it is. <laughs> it is. After three months, if they decide, um, and, and they can do it at any time, of course, but right. we want to have that conversation are you ready to move on to that next step? So they need to register for the course. They have to take an exam. Uh, they do their clinical hours uh, oftentimes with us, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, and then they move up in, in kind of that career path to the next level. Gotcha. So we've covered customer service, mm -hmm. continuity, which also you're providing that employee with a way to continuously improve their standing and, and provide their work to Chop Tank Community Health. And then you mentioned marketing. You know, that's really human resources and recruiting and retaining mm -hmm. have really become, uh, there's an element of marketing. How do you make sure that folks that are coming in your door that are starting at the, the entry level positions that you just mentioned, know that this is a good place to work, right. know that they have an opportunity then to get more education, mm -hmm. get more training, become certified, and then start moving up in that career ladder. So that is, so how would, where would that, where would somebody, let's just say Susie comes in and starts as a dental tech, uh -huh. a patient tech, mm -hmm. um, where in your um, hierarchy could they end up? Where, how far up uh, a career ladder could Susie go? Well, that's a great question. So Susie comes in, entry level, decides maybe she wants to be a medical assistant. And so she moves forward, goes to the certification, um, is doing a great job. Uh, maybe she's in the job for a little bit longer and says, 
um, gosh, I'd like to go back to school and maybe become a nurse. Okay. And so what does that look like? Well, we do have a tuition assistance program in place at Chop Tank now that gotcha. we've implemented recently and rolled it out across the entire company. So Susie would be eligible to apply for that tuition assistance program uh, and move forward in her career path. Let's take it one step further, Debbie. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So Susie's a nurse. She's doing great. She loves working in the health centers. And she said, gosh, you know, I would really like to be a nurse practitioner. Okay. And so what does that look like? How do I move forward with that? And so nurse practitioners, uh, physician assistants, uh, uh, um, physicians, dentists, dental hygienists, and nurses – by virtue of being part of a community health center like ours, or otherwise known as the FQHC, Federally Qualified Health Center, they have access to a program that's called the National Health Service Corps. And, okay. And so now we're really getting into the heart of it. We are. Yes. We are. So the National Health Service Corps is a great resource. Um, for us to bring in providers, whether they're local or whether they're not, um, they can apply through the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration, um, to for loan re- loan forgiveness. Okay. Um, and there's varying amounts, and I don't I don't have that right in front of me, but I mean it can be significant um, for physicians. I believe it's up to fifty thousand dollars over a two year period. Gotcha. Um, same for dentists. So it's available when you work in a community health center like Chop Tank. So we 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 talked a little bit about you know how it's structured, but that I did not realize, and I thank you for sharing how that then connected to the workforce mm-hmm. because it is. That core, does that mean that those folks need to come back and work at a federally qualified health center, which means that there's really only one, and that's Chop Tank uh, well, and, and, and Caroline County. Right, um, right, in Caroline. Yeah. So um, that that means that they would, like any other core, mm-hmm. they come back and serve the community. Exactly. There's a certain amount of time that they're expected to stay to fulfill their obligation for the loan repayment. And certainly our job is, while they're here, um, is to make sure that they're having, a, a, you know, they're working in a place where they know they're making a difference. Right. W- which in healthcare, you know, that that is a a must, right? right. Yeah. Um, and and the environment that they're working in is positive. The community that they live in um, is a place they want to be. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're starting a new family. Maybe they're, um, you know, they love being in the outdoors. And so, you know, how do we make sure that people who are coming from other places feel connected sure. um, to to our community? And we, we, over the years, we've talked about that with that recruiting and um, just what goes into that when you're hiring anybody that's coming in from an area that may not be familiar with Caroline County mm-hmm. or with the Eastern Shore or Delmarva? Um, and one of the things that you and I talked about was housing. Yes. And we did it in terms of the resident program that you have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's such an important part of recruiting anyone from anywhere, whether it is next door in Delaware or if it's from Iowa, where are folks going to live? How have you found that? We haven't chatted about this recently, but is that still a struggle for Chop Tank? Oh, yeah, it it really is. And, um, you know, we do all we can to support the team members that we've hired that are coming to the area, we'll connect them with a realtor, we'll connect them maybe with someone from the schools so they can learn more about what um, the school offers in the community that they'll be serving in. But it it continues to be a big struggle. Um, You know, it's not like going to a a larger area where there's a lot of 
available rentals or apartment right. buildings or those sorts of things. And some of the people that we are hiring are used to having, you know, that's the situation where they were living. And when you come here, we just don't have that. Exactly. Um, and so it's really important for us. Certainly we're transparent um, and talk about what is available. Um, and again, connecting with them, them with people who can assist, I think is really critical from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and we do run into that at, uh, times we do have students that come through from, uh, the Arizona school of dentistry. We have a residency program partnership with NYU Langone, where we have, uh, two dental residents come that stay for a year. Okay. Um, and so they're needing to find housing as well. And then certainly, you know, as we look to the future, the grow your own concept and the career path, I think is just going to continue to, um, expand for us sure. Um, when we think about the workforce. And so having a partnership with University of Maryland School of Medicine to bring the physician residents here um, within the next two years uh, is really critical for us. We're expanding that partnership with NYU Langone to bring pediatric dentistry here. Oh, wow. So it's good, but then we've got to make sure that all the pieces are connected. Exactly. You know, we have the faculty in place, we have the curriculum in place, but we need to make sure that the residents who come have housing. Right. And and uh, and I would imagine perhaps maybe in that case for that type of employee or potential mm-hmm. employee, transportation may or may not be an issue. But right. how, you know, that's the housing, um, transportation, and then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, that total compensation package. Mm-hmm. All of that are things that all employees or all employers are looking to provide. How much of your workforce do you think transportation becomes an issue? Or how much do you think perhaps you're losing potential workers because of transportation, a lack of a public system here in the in the general area, not just Caroline County, but in the area that you serve? Well, I think transportation as a whole in our communities, we need more of it. Sure. <laughs> we need more public transportation. I, I mean, I also think of it from our patient perspective and how patients are getting of into course. our offices. Um, they may not, they may show up late, they may not show up at all. And transportation is often um, one of the reasons why they're not able to come. Maybe the ride that they had set up just didn't work out. Um, you know, maybe they decided um, I don't have money for gas today. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, so I think overall transportation really is a challenge for us on the shore uh, in terms of the public transportation um, for our workforce. Um, you know, I think that when we hire people, we really do try to hire them close. You know, if they gotcha. live, if they live in Caroline County, um, hopefully they're going to work in Caroline County. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but that's not always what happens because, sure. you know, we need to hire the staff for where the vacancies are um, so we can take care of the patients. But, you know, we do take that into consideration. You know, if right. you're working, if you live in Caroline County, driving down to Cambridge um, may not be the best scenario. Although, of course, our team has been so wonderful over the last couple of years as some of our vacancies have um, been open to go down and work in Cambridge or go to St. Michael's to work because they're needed there to provide patient Aww. care. So, um, I mean, I'd like to just give a shout out to our teams of, who have been doing that um, to cover the vacancies, cover when people are out sick, to ensure that those patients are being seen. I and mean, uh, we just appreciate that so much. And I know the community does too. That's awesome. So let's talk then about the other element of, of workforce. And mm-hmm. that is, you know, the compensation. And, and I don't, that's salary and benefits. Mm-hmm. But then 
not just since the pandemic, it was a little bit before, but certainly it's more prevalent, this idea of working from home Mm -hmm. or remote working or flexible hours. You know, you're seeing a patient, that patient is there. You know, how does a healthcare center like yours, how do you navigate that expectation in general in the workforce with what you need from uh, from your employees? Mm Yeah, I mean, certainly with the pandemic, a lot of things changed. Um, I think organizations had to take another look at um, how they deliver care, how they deliver their product or service um, to to their, the populations that they're looking to serve, and and we were no different. Um, we right. needed to really think about. Um, the flexibility piece, um, especially for patients. You know, we hadn't implemented telehealth before the pandemic. Right. And it was like, oh, my goodness, we need to do this today. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. So, we, you don't have a ramp up. No, period. you didn't. <laughs> and so so we did do that. And so the telehealth piece was really important for our patients. And then certainly for some of our care team members that maybe had COVID or were out and couldn't come back into the office, that they were able to provide telehealth services mm-hmm. to patients during that time. So um, that's been a wonderful piece. Um, you know, some of the hours of operation that we have have been adjusted um, to better meet the needs of the community. And oh, so good. what time do we start? What time do we end? Um, are you working a four-day week? Are you working a five-day week? Um, and and that's hard, especially to accommodate when um, you are looking for staff to get to that point where it's like, okay, you know, we're we're in a good spot. Right, um, right. And so certainly some of those things we're not in a place to be able to offer at this point in time um, in terms of some of those schedule flexibilities. Um, but we have looked at remote work, and we do have now a policy on remote work for Chop Tank, um, and we do have one position in place now that is completely remote. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's really quite exciting, and as we move forward, we're evaluating what else. What else could be remote? Mm-hmm. I mean, and and there's one-offs where you know someone was sick or had something where they had to right, leave, right. and maybe they're doing some remote work for a few hours a day, um, just just to you know take to care s- of what needs to be done. Exactly, right? stay productive. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think the remote work piece is something that you know we're going to continue to have to. Um, look at uh, very clearly because it's a lot of people expect that on when you're doing interviews now, the question is, oh, is this remote? Right. And so you have to be prepared to talk through what parts of the job could potentially be remote and what the expectation would be going forward. But, you know, certainly working in healthcare, our, our job is people. And so, you know, we, we want to see people, we want to, um, you know, examine, give, put, give the full physical exam, et cetera. So there's some parts of that job, of the jobs that we have that just don't, you know, fit exactly uh, into that all the time. And you have such a a strong dental program Mm -hmm. that that in particular, I have to imagine you can't clean teeth remotely, right? You can't do that. (laughs) I mean, I will say during the pandemic, um, our dental team was amazing um, and put together teledentistry. Okay. So we are doing some teledental. And and in fact, um, they were leaders in the state in getting that going and and gave a presentation to colleagues uh, so they could also learn from it. So I think when, um, especially when we weren't 
weren't able to go into the hospital and do surgeries on young children mm -hmm. who had extensive dental disease. Um, there was a time when hospital surgeries were very um, sure. minimized. Right. Um, and so we would do some teledental with some of these kids um, and their families who maybe um, just to make sure they didn't have swelling or an abscess or something immediate that needed to be addressed before we could get them back into the surgery. So um, for, for those kinds of things in terms of emergencies um, and follow up if, if they've had some oral surgery done, okay. um, it is it is a good tool to have. And we like to have as many tools as we can. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because it all is to, to serve the patient. Repeat again the uh -huh. number of patients that you serve throughout the system. 30,000. That is, that's just about the whole population of Caroline County. Mm. Yeah. So that is quite impressive. And it's at all levels. PD but I know that uh, from my own experience that you do geriatric. <laughs> I'm not geriatric. I'm just saying I've seen seen folks, older folks in, uh -huh. in the waiting room. Yes. Um, but and so, you know, going circling back then mm -hmm. to that customer service, mm -hmm. the continuity, the marketing, mm -hmm. the face of Chop Tank is everybody who's getting a paycheck, every employee. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things I have observed myself and I hear from others is just how great of experience it is for getting care, whether it's in the school-based system, whether it's going to the facilities, whether it's through virtual interaction, just your your culture is such that you're caring for people and you're caring for each other. Is that intentional? Uh. Well, I, I, I think it has to be there. Okay. You know, think about what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, we're, we're here to take care of everybody. Yeah. Right. And there are um, multiple, multitude of value, uh, variations of um, some people are very healthy and they come in um, once a year and we see them once a year. Some people are not, and they have a lot of chronic care conditions and um, lots of things that need to be addressed. So um, when you look across the board and you're thinking about why you are doing a job, yeah, I will say our team is very mission-driven. Um, you know, I think about when we interview people, and you, you, can, you can tell and you can feel when people really care and they really want to make a difference and they are excited about joining an organization um, where they can do that. Yes. Um, you know, I've been fortunate the last um, probably six months or so, I've been going to our new employee orientation. And um, I go to the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes and we do the introductions and I talk a little about a little bit about what an FQHC is. And we ask the new hires, why did you join Chop Tank? Mm -hmm. And for the most part, a lot of people say mission. Oh, because wow. I want to give back to my community or I want to have a career path is because they're aware of the opportunities that are here. Um, you know, we had an all-staff event um, the end of October. We closed uh, the whole health system down for a day and brought everybody together, all 200 and oh, how many of us. And really, we did focus a lot on self-care, um, mm. customer service to a degree, um, really diving in. And, and I did a session about what it is to be in an FQHC. And I asked everybody at the end to write on a card um, what their health center means to them. Uh -huh. And we brought them back and we did a word cloud. And you know, when you do a word cloud, the word that was most used is the biggest word. Right. The biggest words were family, access, mission, together, 
um, words like that. Neat. And so that is the culture. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, certainly, Debbie, the question, was it intentional or unintentional? I think it just had to be that, um, to be able to do the job that we do across the board. And again, our, our teams are phenomenal in how they take care of people every day. Yeah. Anyone listening, if you want to join Chop Tank or you have friends or family that want to join Chop Tank, please go to their website. Um, they they post openings. Mm-hmm. But if you're driven by mission, family, um, just caring for others, please reach out because I think what you've done for having such a large customer base, if you will, 30,000 patients with a large number of employees, over 200 um, in a geographically diverse and spread out area is just wonderful. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about Chop Tag and the workforce. And we really appreciate you being a part of the community. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Featured Insights and look for us on your favorite podcast platform.